Thank you for joining us and welcome back Beyond the Bandwagon. I am Elias and with me today, as always, is Kyla. What's up? Today is a sacred day. Today is draft day. We just had our draft. Uh, We are here to nerd out about it and give (laughs) all of you the dirty details of everything that went down. For me personally, this is going to be a case of do you know, do as I do and not, or do as I say and not as I do, because <laughs> I talked about waiting to take tight ends. I talked about quarterbacks maybe not being worth it early, and I just threw it all out the window. <laughs> and um, I am really, really not sure how I feel about my team. So for me, you could do as I did though, because I think I did pretty well. <laughs> you did excellent. Um, so as you you know hear this podcast. Feel free, if you're in your car, if you're at home, just shake your head at me. <laughs> shake your head as, as you go and just say, man, last week you told us not to do that. And because that's pretty much how my draft went. Oh, I think, you're, you a... I think you're being a little hard on yourself. You're, <laughs> you didn't do that. Bad. You did pretty good still. You still got a good team. I think I have a good team, but there are a couple of mistakes that I did make. Uh, we're going to go into league facts And a couple of those things real quick here, just uh, some changes that we made to our league. Yeah, so just about our league, it is a 10-team full PPR league this year. Last year, it was only half PPR, so we changed that. And then some other changes that we made, we made the passing touchdowns worth four points, where they were six points last year. And then we expanded the playoffs from four to six teams so we can kind of be on track with everybody else. And the last thing we did that is different is we added an extra um, injury reserve spot for COVID, which we will reevaluate mid-season if we need to, depending Mm -hmm. on how things go. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's 10-team PPR. It's fun. I'm excited. (laughs) With with COVID, though, that's just something that you have to do. So if you're, you know, in charge of your league out there and you haven't added like an, an extra spot or something, you just never know with everybody traveling and all that what's going to happen this year. Yeah. You could have an entire team go down. We're not sure what's going to happen. So it's a it's a smart play. Yeah. So round one, we're going to just jump into the draft here. Round well, one. First, first, we have to say where we picked. Yeah, Which yeah. Exactly I, I where I fourth, did. <laughs> I had the fourth pick. Yeah, neither one of us like picking in the middle. I yeah. like, you know, picking. Obviously, everybody wants the top pick, but I like picking toward the end of round one as well, just to get, you know, those back to back picks or or nearly back to back picks. I love picking ninth if you're in a 10 team league. I got fourth. Kyla got fifth. Yeah, well, right in the middle, which I was not happy about. <laughs> So right off the bat, the first round went pretty much as you may expect. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, then Zeke Elliott was third, and then it got to me. And the decision for me was between three people, and that was Alvin Kamara, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or Derrick Henry. Um, I wound up taking Derrick Henry. I was upset. the fourth overall pick. <laughs> Kyla was looking for Derrick Henry. Kamara is still in a contract dispute and he burned me last year in a, in a different league. Just, you know, he had a lot of injuries last year. I'm sure this season he's going to be back to his normal self and be a great fantasy asset. 
I just thought he was a little, a little iffy. I felt yeah. more comfortable with Derrick Henry, but I really considered Hilaire because I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. What? Speaking of, then it got to me at number five, and I did take Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which I'm scared because he's a rookie. But as we talked about last week, I think he has very high upside. I liked him better than Kamara just because, like you said, he Kamara was not the best last year. I do think he's going to have a great season, but I went with Edwards Hilaire instead. There was a report the first few weeks that Hilaire might share some carries a little bit, but after that, even if that does happen, after that it's going to be all him, and he's going to be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. He's going to be a monster. Um, Yeah. The first receiver taken was Michael Thomas. As we transition round two, now round two, the first quarterback was taken. Our good friend Jesse had the 10th pick and then the 11th pick as the first round or the first pick of of round two took Dalvin Cook and then Patrick Mahomes with the first pick. So quarterback went early, which I have no room to talk. You do not because (laughs) your next pick was, spoiler alert, Lamar Jackson, which I would have never done. I I just had to. I just had to. I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I couldn't tear myself away. It was just like this big matzo ball, you know, hanging there. I had to to take it. So, yeah, 17th overall pick, I, I took Lamar Jackson. Yeah, there's no way in hell. And I didn't do that because I picked right before you. And I took Kenyon Drake. A responsible pick. That was responsible. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lamar Jackson went right after me, which, you know. That's the way it goes. I don't like it, but, you know, that's what you want. I knew you were going to do it, too. I knew you were. So the next thing I would like to highlight is the end of round two, and that is when Bethany went ahead with Julio Jones and Travis Kelsey back-to-back, and that is after taking Christian McCaffrey at the top of round one. Yes. So so at that point, she had Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, and Travis Kelsey, and that is obviously a damn good start, and that does yeah. not even take into account that her next two picks after that were a back-to-back of Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott at the end of round (laughs) four and the beginning of round five. Yeah. So her team is damn good. She also has Robert Woods, Mm -hmm. Raheem Mostert, Marvin Jones Jr. She did take Philip Lindsay there, which I like, and then she took Josh Allen, which we all all know you do not like Josh Allen, but then she also (laughs) took Don Brown. So she... She doubled up on the bills <laughs> right there, but her team is extremely solid. She got it's a bargain. Stacked. I don't like carry on Johnson for this season, but she also drafted him in the 13th round. So if you're mm-hmm. talking about bargains, there you go. Eric Ebron in the 14th round. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, she, a good, that's a good pick. I like Eric Ebron this year and I, I would have drafted him if it'd come back to me and I needed another tight end. <laughs> Yeah, I to me she's the favorite in the clubhouse so far. Yeah, but uh, you know, long way Which, to go. 
you know, she's a very avid podcast listener. Bethany is Elias's wife. So I think we could take some credit here for this if she does win. Because she took a lot of the people that we've talked about. She did. Uh, she <laughs> took a lot of people that we talked about. She's kind of, she kind of ripped us off a little bit. Not to <laughs> throw her out of the bus at all. But her team is really good. She outdrafted me. I'll tell yeah. you that. So um, I'd like to take a little bit of credit if she wins. And if she wins all the money, you know, we are doing this for money. She said, oh, but it'll be our money. And I was like, well, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> That's very I'll nice of her. If she yeah, wins. <laughs> very nice of her. I'll see if I get any of that money. <laughs> uh, so round three. Round three. I took Chris Godwin, mm -hmm. my first receiver off the board. I was going to take DeAndre Hopkins, but it went right before taken, that. Yeah, he was taken right in front of me with the third pick of the third round. So took Chris Godwin. At that point, I really needed another running back. You know, that's what I was thinking. But Godwin I saw as as uh the best. <laughs> bargain at the time and that is going to be a recurring theme with <laughs> running backs and me in this draft <laughs> my, my pick for round three was alan robinson who i really like this year he he's an amazing receiver and i think he's very underrated because he did so many good things with mitchell trubisky starting last year which unfortunately trubisky is the starter this year yes. but I still like Robinson. I took him with my third pick. Yeah, it was a good run of uh, receivers in our third round. You had Hopkins, Godwin, Robinson. Then right after Kyla's selection, you had Adam Thielen. I think Adam Thielen's going to have an excellent season. And then Mike Evans and DJ Moore concluded that round. Uh, Le'Veon Bell as the... Eighth pick in the third round. How do you feel about that? I think that is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very, very, very much well before Le'Veon Bell should have been drafted. I Phil had Phil took Le'Veon Bell this year again, and he had him last year too. So I'm not sure. Maybe he liked him from last year. Oh, all right. He's just like a Le'Veon Bell fan. I um, I did not know that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you would take Le'Veon Bell that early, but. Yeah. Well, that's what went down. <laughs> so I have to say, on though, to... hold on. Um, Jackson took James Conner in the second round, and I was so pissed because I wanted <laughs> to take him because he took him. It was coming back down, so he took him after I took Kenyon Drake, and I was hoping that he was going to fall to me in round three, and I was going to take him, which would have made me take three running backs to start the draft, but I would have done it. I was going to take James well, Conner, and then he took him. <laughs> three quality RBs, though. Like, three yeah. very, very quality choices. So that would have been awesome uh, for your draft. But you did good, You did select before me in round four. Who'd you take? I took Kenny Galladay. So I've got, at this point, I have Edward Teller, Drake, Allen Robinson, and Kenny Galladay. Yeah, a very, very solid start. I was able to take a running back this round. Thankfully, I got Chris yeah. Carson. Which is a good pick. He, he's he's going to be great. You're going to be I think fine. Chris Carson is very dependable. Yeah. Um, but that that pick may have saved my draft. 
quite <laughs> honestly. I really needed an RB at that point. Uh, so at this point, D- Derek Henry, Chris Carson, Lamar Jackson, and Chris Godwin on my squad. Pretty solid. I mean, Lamar Jackson is basically like another running back, right? I mean, that's the logic of drafting him in round two. <laughs> <laughs> if he has the same season, if he has the same season, then, then yes. If he goes down to like, you know, 700 yards rushing and it's a huge <laughs> deduction, then... Which is possible. Oh, it's definitely possible. Then I'm going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, round four to conclude it, Bethany took Amari Cooper and then to start round five, Dak Prescott. Then Cooper Cup went. Then your guy, David Johnson. I know. I was going to take him in this round too. And he went two picks before it got to me. I was I was like watching him on the thing the whole time. And then David took him. Two and picks. And right before. after that, I took Mark Andrews. Um, this, I shouldn't have done that. This was my, (laughs) this was my one panic pick. I, I panicked hard. I should have taken AJ Brown. I was looking at AJ Brown. That was my other choice. And I kind of got mesmerized by the fact that Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson on the same team, I could stack them, get that double touchdown so hopefully Mark Andrews is targeted a hell of a lot in the red zone because I'm going to need it. <laughs> I, I reached a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think his average draft position was like round four, right? And you got him in round six. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I got him as a bit of a bargain. In in round five, I, I got him as a bit of a bargain. Oh, in round five, yeah. But, but still, I still feel that's a little too early. We talked about tight ends. We talked about tight ends, and after the first couple guys, how there is not a lot of difference between tight end, you know, maybe even three, <laughs> all the way to tight end 13 or 14. We discussed this multiple times on the pod, <laughs> and then I didn't follow my own advice. It's bad leadership, Kyla. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to make you feel better here, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, and then you took a guy who I'm not a big fan of right after that. I took Todd Gurley in the fifth round, which I'm pretty comfortable with this pick in the fifth round. I think Todd Gurley, he's like he's my RB three. I think that's not bad. Right, it's definitely a lot of value there. And then the guy who I was going to take in round five wound up being your selection in round six. He got all the way there another round later, and I was going to take him. I may have yelled the F word when you (laughs) took A.J. Brown. May have been a little angry about it. But right before me, you took A.J. Brown. Then I went with Calvin Ridley, who I, frankly, I'm I'm stoked about. But This is why this, I didn't realize, for some reason, I was thinking you took Ridley before I took Brown. But I took him first, and this is why in the next round, right before me, you drafted Michael (laughs) Gallup. That was so dirty. I wanted him so bad, and I was going to take him in this round. (laughs) But you stole him right out from under me. Well, it wasn't a revenge thing. It it really wasn't. I don't believe that. But (laughs) I I did imagine that you would probably take him. So... (laughs) Michael Gallup was my third receiver taken off the board, um, my round seven pick. I really do think he has a distinct chance of being the top receiver 
for the Cowboys in, in front of Amari Cooper, especially if Amari Cooper is going to draw a lot of the number one cornerbacks. Yeah. I just, I really am, I feel strongly about Gallup. So at this point through round seven, Michael Gallup, Calvin Ridley, and Chris Godman as my receivers, uh, Chris Carson and Derek Henry, and then Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson in my quarterback and tight end spots. That's a good starting lineup right there. You could put one of those receivers in your flex. That's good. I have Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's already there. <laughs> Through how many rounds are we in? Seven. I have oh, after you took Gallup, I took Cam Akers, who this is where I get a little iffy on my team. I don't know how I feel about Cam Akers for this season, but I wanted to take another running back seventh round. So I took Cam Akers. We'll see how it goes. But up until this point, now I have Edward Tolaire, Drake, Cam Akers. And Todd Gurley as my running backs. And then I have Robinson, Galladay, and A.J. Brown as my receivers. <laughs> I don't have a tight end or a quarterback yet. Which is not a bad thing. <laughs> You've got a lot of great depth. And then Allen Robinson, despite what is going to be likely poor quarterback play, he's going to have a great season too. He came on strong last season, so... Yeah. I like your team a lot so far. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and it certainly doesn't change in the next round. Oh, you like that my pick in the next round? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I picked Marquise Brown next. And this was a pure panic because we had a minute between rounds. And I was looking up. I was trying to decide if I wanted to go ahead and take a quarterback yet. So I was looking, I think, let's see. I was looking at Drew Brees, I think i'm trying to look and see if he had been drafted yet i don't think he had but i just i couldn't do it i could not bring myself to draft a quarterback in the eighth round last season i waited until the 12th round to draft a quarterback and i told myself i'm not gonna do that this year i'm not gonna wait that long i'm gonna get a good quarterback and then eighth round comes around i'm debating on drafting a quarterback <laughs> and i just couldn't do it so i panicked and i drafted marquise brown who I think it's going to have a good season. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't at all anticipate drafting him at that point. So I just kind of panicked and, and drafted Marquise Brown. But I'm happy with it. So I think that Brown is going to be a great pick as well. Having already taken Andrews, I was debating about Brown. I didn't want to draft another Raven necessarily. <laughs> loading up all on one team. Uh, I wound up taking Tyler Boyd. I think he's going to have a great season. The Bengals are going to be losing a lot of games. Joe Burrow is going to be throwing late into games. So if there is a garbage time receiving champion this season, I'm really hoping that it's Tyler Boyd. It will either be him or Chark from the Jaguars. I think both of those yeah. guys are going to put up numbers late in games. A lot of touchdowns that don't matter, but they matter in fantasy. Yeah. And those are great yeah. guys to have. I should have. As soon as I took Boyd, I looked down and Marvin Jones Jr. was sitting there just below where I was looking. And uh, I feel that I should have taken Jones. I think he's going to have an incredible season as well, as long as Stafford stays healthy. But yeah. of course, he went to Bethany's team. <laughs> you let her take him. 
man. So as we transition, we transition into round nine. This is where, this is where it really got hairy for me. I really needed another RB. Was looking for RB depth. I was looking for more RB depth in round eight when I wound up taking Tyler Boyd. Essentially, the RB pool by that time it just really, really thinned out. You're looking at the top RBs, at least according to the Yahoo rankings were deandre swift ronald jones and jordan howard i really wasn't looking at any of those guys and then i thought i can wait a little bit and draft a couple other more sleeper like backs if i just stay patient so in round eight i took boyd then in round nine i took deontay johnson who i'm really high on a receiver for the steelers that we Mm -hmm. talked about last week but again my RV depth continued to be poor. <laughs> so at, at this point, five receivers who I'm really high on and two running backs. Now the running backs are awesome, Carson and Henry, but you got to have more guys on your squad. And coming into round nine, I thought, okay, I can get one of these two guys at a bargain. This is, I was thinking Philip Lindsay or Zach Moss. They were both there. And they were both taken directly before me. Even Leonard Fournette, who I was not going to draft, he was also taken before me. Yeah. So then I, t- I took Deontay Johnson, and the running back issue was brushed off to the side for yet another <laughs> round. I can't believe it. I did not realize that you only had two running backs on your team through the first nine rounds. Yeah. I, I would be dying if I had been in that position like i see (laughs) how you got in that position like each pick is logical after the lamar jackson pick each pick is logical (laughs) but it snowballed yeah so at round nine i finally bit the bullet and i took carson wins and i do not feel good about this i kind of I won't say I panicked, but I don't know. I didn't want to take him because as a Cowboys fan, I didn't want to have (laughs) somebody from the Eagles on my team that I needed to play weekly. But I took him anyway. I'm trying to like use my head and not my heart here. And we'll see how it goes. I think Carson Wentz is one of my favorite players. So I think that was a good (laughs) choice. just a little note, Tom did take the first defense in round eight. The 49ers uh-huh. defense came off the board. Kyla was sharing with me her sort of uh, draft theory earlier. She doesn't take a defense or a kicker ever until the last two rounds, typically. Never, ever, never. And we, we have 15 rounds in our draft, and Tom took the 49ers with the first defense in round eight. A little, I mean, not, not a little, way, way too early for me way i and if you remember if tom is not the biggest football buff here okay <laughs> if you listen to that all last year you know that tom got the first overall pick and he drafted patrick mahomes with the first overall pick which i would never ever in a million years do but he did it he did better this year but he did take san francisco in the eighth round, which I think I would never do. There's so many 
so many other people that you should draft in the eighth round and not a defense. Right. And so you were uh, you were talking about Drew Brees as we move on to round 10. This is when the quarterbacks really started to fly off the shelf. Uh, all in round 10, you have Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Drew Brees and Josh Allen all being taken there. I was finally able to take a running back. I took Antonio Gibson, the presumptive starter for the Washington football team. Yeah. Not a running back that I'm really high on, but <laughs> really at this point you were just getting into the RBs that are either in full full timeshare and they're on the lower end of that timeshare or just straight up backups. So it was one of the last guys that I could get that I felt like was an automatic starter. Yeah, no, and I think that I think that's a good value, especially after Adrian Peterson has been released just what was that yesterday or the day before? To get a guy who is going to be most likely the starting running back in the 10th round, that's pretty good. Like, I, I think that's a good pick right there. You're being hard on yourself, but I think it's a good pick. I was hunting for bargains at, at that point. <laughs> uh, right after that, I drafted my guy, Matt Burita, in the 10th round. I think that's a really good value. I don't by any means think he's going to be one of my starting running backs. Now, if Jordan Howard went down... We'll see what happens, but you can't you can't bank on somebody getting injured. Although Elias right. kind of did. <laughs> With some of my later picks, I did, <laughs> uh, and I was going to take Brita. You you really talked me into him. You you took him right before you took him right before I I took Gibson. Okay. I was going to take Brita. So damn it, Kyla is really all <laughs> I have to say about that. <laughs> Uh, moving to round 11, we each got a backup tight end that we were high on. Actually, not a backup tight end for you. It, it's your starting tight end. <laughs> it's but, starting tight end. But it's a guy that you, you know, you talked about him on the pod and you're really high on him. I am. I, it came to round 11 and I thought Bethany might take another tight end here because she does have Travis Kelsey, but she didn't have a backup yet. But she ended up starting the round taking the... Chicago defense, which I judged her a lot for that, taking a defense around <laughs> 11, which is not as bad as taking one around eight, but still. Um, but then each pick, I was just like, please don't take Hayden Hurst. Please don't take Hayden Hurst. Please don't take Hayden Hurst. And nobody took him. And then when it got to me, I picked Hayden Hurst. Although just before me, you picked, you really, you did reach on this one a little bit here because I did. I, he would have fallen later. I was hoping to get him later as my backup, and you took him early. You took Blake Jarwin just before I picked Hayden Hurst. Yeah, at that point, he was, I believe, the fourth ranked tight end still left on the board, maybe the third ranked. Um, Mike Kosicki from Miami was still on the board. Mm-hmm. and Chris Herndon may have been right before him as well. Uh, trying to look. I did not want to draft Noah Fant because he has the same bye week as Mark Andrews. Yeah. So I is also as soon as I drafted Andrews, I looked at the other tight ends and I was like, no, they have the same. <laughs> they have the same bye week. I should have known. So I maybe would have not taken Andrews, taken an RB and then later on in the draft just went with Noah Fant 
Well, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I've got Mark <laughs> Andrews. Hopefully he's a boss this season. You were talking about Hurst. He's yeah. gone from Baltimore now. He's in Atlanta. So with Mark Andrews, the rumor is not only will he get all the targets he got last season, but he's going to absorb some of Hurst's targets as well, which I can only hope. I can only hope that happens, that he enters maybe a stratosphere normally just reserved for Kittle and Kelsey. That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, it's uh, possible. It's possible. It's unlikely. But <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, it's unlikely. <laughs> okay so moving on to round 12 at this point i'm just like filling spots now because i still needed a backup tight end and a backup quarterback and there's only four rounds left so that's pretty much what i took in 12 and 13 i took mike jesicki gesicki how do we decide to say that gesicki I think you're saying it the best that, that either <laughs> one of us could say it. <laughs> I'll leave I, that to you. I took him in the 12th round just before you took your favorite guy. Danny Dimes. I was Danny able to get Dimes. Daniel Jones. Uh, a little preview for our next pod or, or week one pod. Daniel Jones is one of my dislikes for week one. Uh, I love him for the season. I do not like him for week one against a Steelers defense that is going to be extremely good this season. Yes. But I am high on Daniel Jones. So he is my backup quarterback to Lamar Jackson. A couple other notes from round 12. The first kicker was taken in round 12, which way too early. <laughs> However, Harrison way. Butker, who was taken as the number one overall kicker, was my kicker last year on the, uh, the old championship mean machine. So just was, a little shout out. I was surprised that Val, who is new to our link, we have everybody else returned except for one person, and we filled that spot with Valerie, and she took Harrison Bucker off the board in round 12, and I was shocked. Yeah, she had a pretty good draft as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was a little shocked by the early uh, kicker selection as well but kickers started to go pretty much regularly after that and there were about three or four per round the rest of the way round 13 carry on johnson as we previously mentioned a, a bargain for for bethany and then right after that jerry judy you could tell that there were some broncos fans in this draft jerry judy selected cd lamb not selected in this draft which is amazing i wanted there were people left on the board that i wanted to draft but i just don't have room on my team for them right but jackson is not a broncos fan he's the one that took jerry judy he is a colts fan and uh he's he's still your guy jerry judy before i got back to you well yeah well you're you're totally right about that but it did it did seem like the Broncos were pretty prominently prominently featured. Yeah. Uh, my guy Drew Locke is still out there. Oh yeah. So yeah. Drew Locke is still out there. There are actually when it comes to receivers though, 
um, there are a lot of guys that are still available in in free agency and all that. Yeah, which I makes think... me regret a little bit drafting as many receivers as I did at the <laughs> beginning. But see, I'm just really second guessing myself. I feel like this is a draft night ritual for me. Yeah, I I do I do believe in my team. I'm just I'm full of complaints, and I gotta I gotta buck up. You know. I think, like you said, C.D. Lamb is still out there. I was going to say I thought Anthony Miller was still out, though, but it looks like Val took him. But there are some good wide receivers still left. Vikings rookie Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He's still out there. Uh, my guy Noah Fant, he went in round 13. This is where I started to kind of throw some Hail Marys with uh, some RB depth. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I did not draft a kicker and I'm going to have to drop an RB or someone on my team before obviously the start of week one. So I have six (laughs) days to figure that out who I'm going to cut ties with. But since we're getting toward the end here, just to make my point make sense, I'm just going to go ahead and round out my portion. Uh, Chase Edmonds, the backup RB for Arizona. I took him He's maybe the best handcuff right now going in fantasy football. At least he's up there. If Kenyon Drake somehow gets hurt or he's not all that we thought he would be, then I ha- I've got the backup just waiting in the wings. Let's hope that Kenyon Drake is everything we hope for. Since I he, yeah, since he's on your team. <laughs> uh, then I drafted the Denver defense. I think they're going to have a great season despite... Um, a pretty tough schedule, frankly, and having to play the Chiefs twice. So streaming some defenses, especially when they play the Chiefs, probably in my future. But Denver, they added a couple defensive linemen. They they added A.J. Bouye at corner. Um, I, I think that's a strong defense to take, especially as late as I got them. And then my final pick, another running back that is a bit of a prayer, also a backup to one of your guys, which was not not to my knowledge when I did it, is Brian Hill, the backup to Todd Gurley in Atlanta. So most likely, either Chase Edmonds or Brian Hill is going to be dropped before the start of week one. Yeah. I just have to make a decision on who I'm going to drop. Probably Brian, well... No, see, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because last year didn't Brian Hill got a chance to start last year. Yeah, he got a chance he, and then he didn't do much. Right, exactly. He didn't do shit. So I don't know if Yeah, I don't know. You you make just, your own decisions. <laughs> instead of but he just got like a spot start last year, you know, with Gurley and his arthritis, there's just that potential <laughs> that he doesn't get a spot start. He starts the whole year. You know, well, he, he is the guy. So I just, that's the reason why I'm a little bit higher on him than you. I'll just <laughs> say that. To round out my draft in round 13, I picked up another quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, who, which I think this is a great value for Ryan Tannehill. We're going to talk yes, more about him next week and how we think his season's going to go. But I'm really high on Ryan Tannehill. I'm glad I got him. I may end up starting him over Carson Wentz at some point during the season, and he might just be my guy, so we'll see. In 14, I generally stream a defense, so I drafted this team purely based on the matchup in week one, 
And Indianapolis uh, plays Jacksonville in week one. So that's why I drafted them. And then my kicker is Zane Gonzalez, who, according to Yahoo, is my biggest regression candidate of the <laughs> the whole draft, which is amazing because how can you predict that a kicker is going to regress that much? But, you know, that's what they say. Well, I think that's a pretty good thing if your regression candidate is a kicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure how he's going to, how far he's going to regress seeing that that's based on game flow and that the Cardinals are supposed to score a lot of points. Maybe they think they're going to score more touchdowns than field goals. Yeah. I guess that's why he's going to regress. But if you've got a team that's going to be scoring a lot of points, it would make sense to have that guy as your kicker. I mean, Harrison Bucker got taken in the 12th round for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like the pick still. I don't care what Yahoo says. They make me so angry. I felt so good about my team while I was drafting him. I'm like, oh my gosh, this team looks so stacked. I got good depth. And then I go over to Yahoo after the draft and they tell me I got a B minus, which is worse than the grade that you got. And you didn't even draft a kicker. So you didn't even fill up all of your starting spots and you still got a B plus. But, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I got a B plus because <laughs> I just loaded up on RB depth and they're like, oh, we like that. But it's shitty RB depth. <laughs> Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there at all. You know, and we were, we're talking about Valerie. She got a C on her report card, and I I think her team is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think Bethany's team is clearly the best team in the yeah. league, and she got a B minus. Uh, oh, wow. I got a B plus. Yeah. Oh, you're totally right. Well, see, this is where it doesn't make any sense. So they gave me a B plus, but then in the current... You can, on Yahoo, you can look at where it has the standings. You can go to current projections and it projects out your entire season. They project me to be four and nine. Four and nine, but I have the second best report card. I am projected to finish eight and five, which is fifth place in our league. So I'm at least projected to make the playoffs. I think my team is going to way outperform what Yahoo is saying, though. I, and I think my current projection may also be, do you think, since I don't have a kicker, I just have a zero in that projection for every week? Yeah, I'm sure. So that's probably nine. So, you know, you're looking at nine times 13. So what's that, 127? So so 127 more points. So that would put me, yeah, that would put me in third. No, gosh. That's depending not going to happen. Depending <laughs> on the matchups. No, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Hey, B plus, B plus, okay. Um, uh, my according to Yahoo, my best pick was Todd Gurley. What? It was my most? It's, it was my biggest bargain pick, is what they said. Scored a nice early bargain with the pick of Gurley in the fifth round, about eleven slots later than his average draft position of thirty-four. Well, there you go. So um, I felt pretty good my, about that pick. <laughs> so on my report card, it says, led by a pair of Ravens, the mean machine will be a juggernaut. Oh. Look at Yahoo coming through in the clutch. You know, maybe my opinion of Yahoo was a little, <laughs> I was a little quick on the trigger. You know, maybe they're not so bad. So <laughs> top score, Lamar Jackson, reach pick, 
is Deontay Johnson. They say that I reached for Deontay. I thought that he was the top wide receiver selected at the time or ranked at the time, so I'm not sure how they figured that one out. Strength yeah, of schedule is second easiest according to projections, which, you know, Mine. that doesn't hurt. I, I think Mine I get is Tom. This... Mine is the sixth toughest. I get Tom right off the bat. And get... he also he also did not draft a kicker, so I don't know what that says about me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize he didn't draft a kicker, but I play Bethany in week one, which sucks. One, because she took Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, which she had both those guys last year, too. So now I have to watch the Cowboys game and hope that they win with like five rushing touchdowns from Zeke Elliott and no touchdowns from Zach Pre- Dak Prescott or Amari Cooper. <laughs> well, very likely the Cowboys are going to have a great week one. They, they yeah. play the Rams, and I feel like that's going to be a bit of a high-scoring game. So you may be in trouble there a little bit. Yeah. Um, one more note about my squad here in the <laughs> report card, just since we're going through this silly report card, the Yahoo sends out, which it is, does not mean anything. Funny. So no, it doesn't mean anything, but it says the mean machine has assembled a fairly young roster with an average of 3.1 years of NFL experience, which ranks as the youngest group in the league. I did on one of our pods say embrace youth. That you did say that. I, I that did. Is true. I did. So I actually did follow something that I that I preached. Uh, but my did. only rookie is Antonio Gibson. So I do I, have some young guys. Which is funny because I have two rookies, and it says that mine is the third youngest group in the NFL at an average of three point seven years of NFL experience. Which is why I did not draft because DeAndre Swift was available a couple times. Um, when it was my turn, but I did not draft him because I already had two rookies on my team and I thought that was plenty. So, well, and at the same position too, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. all running backs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, is there anything else you would like to highlight from draft night? I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered it. It was a fun draft. It was a fun draft. Is there a trade in our future? There might be a trade because you. I'm desperate to have Michael Gallup on my team. I don't have any Cowboys on my team. Everybody, everybody always talks so much shit about the Cowboys. And then when it comes to fantasy draft time, everybody wants all the Cowboys on their team. And I didn't get one Cowboy on my team. So I am looking to get Michael Gallup from you. I have offered to Elias. I offered to trade him Marquise Brown straight up for Michael Gallup, and he wouldn't do it. Which is, which is not going to happen. I offered to trade him Cam Akers straight up for Michael Gallup, and he wouldn't do it. So now I've offered Cam Akers and Marquise Brown for Michael Gallup, which is probably not a great idea on my end, but I just love Michael Gallup. <laughs> I really love Michael Gallup this season, too. And... I am going to admit to you that I'm probably not going to trade him. We'll see how the first couple <laughs> of weeks go. And if Antonio Gibson is a total dud and the other guys are not starting, I may. But, you know, and that's the way that the running back position goes, is that I'm I'm really hoping that sometime in the first couple of weeks, there's a guy that I can pick up on the wire who can help me there with my depth. Um, 
is terrible as it is, especially in the NFL, out of all the professional sports, you're going to have some injuries. And with no preseason games, none of those injuries have happened yet. Right. I mean, there are a few guys that got hurt in, in camp in that, but not many with teams really taking it easy. A lot of teams are, have barely done any tackling. Yeah. So that is another thing during our research that I've noticed as well is that there's so many outlets that are saying, this guy is great after the catch. Nobody's going to be able to tackle the first couple of weeks. <laughs> so, you know, he's a good pick. And it's like, well, they're still professionals. Like you don't just forget how to tackle, but some right. practice at it would, would probably help when you're trying to tackle some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess that's, that's yeah, all. Just, for our that's all. Just a little recap. Uh, five RBs and five receivers for me. My starting lineup for week one, most likely. Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Derek Henry, Chris Carson, Mark Andrews, Michael Gallup, a kicker, TBA. <laughs> and then the Denver defense. Uh, the only change I think I may make is trying to sneak Tyler Boyd in there, but they're playing a pretty tough Chargers team. The Chargers are very good in the secondary as well, especially at corner. So Boyd will probably sit on the bench and then Gallup, Godwin, and Ridley in the starting lineup. And there's the squad. There's the mean machine for 2020. Yeah. My week one starting lineup is probably going to be Carson Wentz. I don't think I'll start Ryan Tannehill against Denver. That is not a good matchup. Uh, so Carson Wentz and then my RBs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Kenyon Drake. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. My flex will most likely be Todd Gurley. Could be A.J. Brown. I just have so many options. I don't really know who I'm going to go with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my, I'm going to talk so much shit, and then they're not going to do anything. My tight end, I'll probably go with Hayden Hurst. And then Indianapolis and Zane Gonzalez. That rounds out the starting lineup for... Think of the Zinehorn. Well, it's a damn good lineup and good <laughs> luck to you. Hopefully, if you're out there and you heard this, if you haven't had your, your draft yet, think about our, <laughs> our our successes and our failures tonight. <laughs> and hopefully that leads you down the path uh, to fantasy glory. Yes. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of our draft breakdown. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and give us a review. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW Podcast. That's where you can ask us your questions and where you'll find our top waiver wire ads of the week once the season starts, which is technically this week because it's Sunday. So yeah. we're almost a week one. Normally, our weekly shows will be up on Thursday mornings, but this week we'll have it up a little early. So you'll see that episode on Tuesday, which will, this one's going to go up tomorrow on Monday. So then that episode will go up the next day. So good luck, everybody. We hope you win. Let us know oh, how yeah. everything goes. That's it. See you tomorrow. See you later.